Welcome to Soul Food Podcast. I'm Beck, And I'm Dee. And we are soul sisters who just love to talk about the deep stuff. Thank you so much for joining us today for some real and raw conversation. We've got some food for your soul. Let's dive in. Welcome everyone to today's episode of Soul Food Podcast. You're here with Beck, myself and Dee. How are you going there, Dee, in Byron Bay? I am going really well personally. Uh, The weather, however, non-stop rain, girlfriend, just non-stop rain. It is currently like cyclonic out there. Um, not what I signed up for when I moved to Byron Bay, but you know what? It's an opportunity for my growth. (laughs) Accepting, accepting lots of books in and naps and all the good stuff. Yes. Yep. All of that. A bit of housework. It's all happening. Oh, so good. Well, I'm so glad that we can come together over the magic of Zoom today and have a chat about people pleasing. I know. Um, and look, I know this is something we've both <laughs> struggled with over mm-hmm. the years, and hopefully, our conversation can be one that is enlightening for many of our listeners today. So, thanks yeah. again for joining us. Um, and we're going to just dive straight in. Yeah. So, I'm going to start with trying to. I guess, give you guys a bit of a definition of what is people pleasing to start with. And I think it can take on many different um, characteristics and it outworks itself in different ways. But one definition that I saw that I thought was really interesting is that it goes beyond just simple kindness for one. Like I know a lot of people who are either people pleasers themselves or they've said to me like, oh, you're so helpful, you're so kind. Um, And that's not a bad thing. But it involves editing or altering your words and behaviors for the sake of another person's feelings or reactions. Mm. And when you think about that, it's kind of confronting, like editing yourself to appease somebody else's feelings or emotions or desires. And I suppose the crux of that is so that in turn, that person will like us or accept us or think that we're great yeah. um, and affirm us. And so, yeah, I think if, if in any given case, if we can self check and go, hmm, am I editing myself right now? I'm altering my behavior in order to please that person. Then there's probably a red flag that needs to go up. Oh yeah, yeah. What's your uh, understanding of people pleasing, Dee? Well, I, I guess to, to really answer that question, we could look at the signs of what people pleasing is. And in um, preparation for this conversation, I had to think and um, did a little bit of research um, and, and um, you know, really looked at my own life in terms of my own tendency to people please. And some of the things I thought of, um, Uh, in terms of being really general characteristics of what people pleasing looks like is firstly, obviously you can't say no, you know, that's a really big one. You find it very, very difficult to say no. Um, You know, life can be super full. Somebody asks you to do something that really is not a priority for you to do at that time. But you know, it's just that the word no is very barely in your vocabulary. And I know for me personally, um, you know, looking at my own life and I've come so far in terms of people pleasing, but um, 
You know, even just a couple of days ago, I saw myself fall into this trap when somebody asked me to do something that really was not a priority for me. Um, and, mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I don't have, I, I didn't and I don't have space for it in my life, but I found myself saying yes anyway, purely out of, um, I guess, um, a, a portion of it was compassion and I think and we'll talk about we'll talk about this a little bit later you know when when do you say yes even though you don't have space for it you know that is that's a conversation mm. for a little bit down down the road um, but um, that that's a big one you can't say no um, the other one I thought of is is that you, you find yourself apologizing often it's almost like this thing of um, you know, what you do is never good enough. So you're always trying to please someone and you're never feeling like you really live up to the standard. So you're always apologizing for yourself. Um, another one is that you take well, on... on that one, yeah. Dee, like I just want to interject because I found myself having a realization of, like I always used to feel like I had to apologize if I didn't reply to a message, like a text message or, yes. you know... Facebook Messenger within a certain amount of time and yes. it's like I had to stop myself from apologizing and I have friends who do it to me and like an hour will go past and they're like oh, I'm so sorry for the delay in getting back to you and I'm like it's been an hour like I do not expect you to yeah. get back to me within two minutes and yes. it's like we have this unspoken expectation of ourselves of each other that we have to be constantly available for everybody yes. that we have to be on call and I've stopped myself now mm. from even it could go I could go maybe a day or two days and still just pick up the conversation where we left off and say Oh, hey, hope you've had a great couple of days and then just reply as if no time has really passed because yes. life goes on and you're busy and that person does not own your time. And so you actually don't owe them a response in, you know, 20 seconds flat. Um, and I think that that goes back to just stemming from a people pleasing posture. Yes. And that that is one of the things that I love about our relationship. There is such a relaxed beauty in it. And I remember not long ago, uh, maybe a few months ago, we had this conversation where we found ourselves, um, you know, taking a day, taking two days, even taking three days to get back to each other. And I remember um, we brought it up and said, you know what, that's okay. I'd rather you respond to me when you've got the headspace for it and not respond to me out of this feeling of, oh, I, I have to get back to this person's stat. It's like, you know what, Yeah. You, you do you, you respond to me when you've got sufficient space for it because I, and this is a, this is a big one. I don't expect anything from you. Um, and I think that is the sign of a really healthy relationship. That is the sign of somebody who, um, when, you, when you don't expect anything from somebody else, then you're, you, you, that's a sign that you're free from people pleasing. You know, when there's zero expectations, um, you don't expect them to do anything for you and you don't expect yourself to do anything for them, there's just complete freedom. Um, so yeah, that's a beautiful mm. point, which I wholeheartedly agree with. Um, other key signs of people pleasing, I think you covered a really key sign and that is the, um, the editing of yourself. You know, the, um, your, and I've seen myself, not so much these days because this is really something that I've worked on in my own life, but I remember growing up when I was younger, um, I would change personalities depending on the people that I was with. And um, it really did come down to this, this feeling of wanting to please the people that I was with. And so 
you know, that, that's a really sad existence when you are not living true to yourself because you're trying to please the people that you're with. Uh, so yeah, I think those are some really key signs. The only other one that um, I think it's important to be aware of is this feeling of um, taking on responsibility for somebody else's life. You know, somebody asks you to do something or invites you into their world and you feel like, um, you, you know, you, that, that you're responsible to fix them. And, um, and yeah. I think it's, you know, people pleasing, if we're not careful, can very quickly turn into this, this spirit of, of rescuing. You know, you feel like you need to rescue somebody else. Mm. That's when it gets really unhealthy and really dangerous, not just for you, uh, but for, for the other person as well, because we all need to take responsibility for our own lives. Yeah, absolutely. And like drawing that line between being helpful and being loving to a friend in need. Yes. And yeah, actually just putting yourself in that position of, I need to rescue this person from their, their own <laughs> demise. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and I think it's finding that line. You need to know for yourself where that line is. Yes, yeah, exactly, exactly. So over to you, Beck. why do you think we do it? I think that's a, I, I know you've got some amazing mm. insight on, on that. Yeah, well, I mean, look, I'm no psychologist by any means, but I love learning about the psychology behind our, our fear responses, our, the way that we interact with the world. And so I did a little bit of research and I came across this interesting insight into people pleasing as a learnt coping strategy. Mm. And the, it kind of ties into the trauma responses of flight fight and freeze but there's this guy called pete walker and he introduced a fourth um, trauma response called fawning and fawning is the use of people pleasing to diffuse conflict feel more secure in relationships and earn the approval of others as a way of creating safety in our connections with others by mirroring the imagined expectations and desires of other people mm. And to me, that just sounds like you disappear. You basically yeah. just anticipate constantly in your world, people around you, anticipating their needs and just editing yourself, altering yourself in order to create this illusion that you just can fit straight into that connection with that person. They're happy with you. They approve of you. There's no like even a chance of rejection because you're constantly just at their beck and call mm. or um, minimizing yourself, minimizing your own emotions, your own desires in order to appease them. And I just thought that was super interesting. It's like a coping strategy to flow through life with very little conflict, very little upending of, mm. of, wow. conf of, you know, like controversy in order to just, yeah, I basically, not be rejected, not and no have no fear of failure, I suppose yes. as well. Yeah. Um, but that just leaves us with a sense of frustration, resentment, you know, that when their your own needs aren't met, that your and when your efforts aren't acknowledged even, like people aren't noticing the amount of effort you're putting in to make them happy. That just leaves a people pleaser feeling so resentful and so unacknowledged and so mm. empty. Um, and so it's actually not providing the result that you set out to 
to gain. Yeah. Um, so it's really interesting. What are your thoughts around that trauma response? Oh, I, well, as you were speaking, I was, um, I was going internal and looking, looking at myself and in my own life, my own, um, my own deep tendencies to fall into the trap of people pleasing. And I completely agree. And I was even searching my own heart and thinking, all right, what in my upbringing may have caused me to have to, um, you know, and again, as I said, I've come so far in this area. Um, but I still do find myself fall into, falling into the trap of people pleasing. And so as, as you were talking, I did think of a couple of things um, that really um, sparked, sparked some things in me. So after this, a little bit later in the day, I'm going to go and, and contemplate that and, and yeah. see if there's something there, see if there's some, some hidden roots. But I totally agree. I mean, we are, we're all products of our environment, whether we like it or not. Um, you know, the, our upbringing, our family, um, and um, not just our family, but, you know, growing up, our schooling environment, our, um, you know, career environment. And um, it is so important that we have stable roots from the get-go, you know, that we really develop mm. this deep sense of our own personal self-worth and value, you know, because it's like that saying, if you... Um, if you stand for nothing, you'll fall for everything. And the way out really of, and we'll share, share some more tips later, but um, you know, just you asking me this question, um, the, the way out really is standing for your own self-worth and value. If you know who you are, then mm. you're not going to fall into that, uh, that trap of people pleasing. And um, you know, everything that you were saying just then, the trauma responses and all of that stuff, it really mm. is... Um, it is an attack on our self-worth and, and that's what we're that's really what we're looking at here. Yeah, and that's really what I found in like research, you know, it kind of pointed to the fact that often as children, people pleasers learn to abandon themselves in order to meet our attachment needs. Yes. And so attachment styles is actually a really big one. And if this interests you, I really recommend to our listeners to really research there's four different attachment styles and I won't go into them today, but yeah. it's really important to understand like if you resonate with one of those attachment styles and that actually could be the source and the stem of, of a people pleaser um, and it could be a good place to start in breaking down some of those wrong mindsets that we have around being accepted by people. Um, but we suppress who we are. Like you said, we our awareness of the, the, the gut feelings of our true authentic selves is suppressed. Yes. Um, and we kind of separate ourselves. We separate our true self in order to accommodate for the false self, which is the labels and the what people think I should be and who people think I should be or what I perceive people to need me to be, um, even if it's not true. Yeah. It's so funny. Like so often people or I find myself just anticipating someone's need and they're like I actually didn't need that um, and so our nervous system is constantly on high alert in order to anticipate and keep recalibrating the people in our lives in order to make sure that we're ahead of the eight ball and we know what people need and we're there for them for everything yeah but yeah it's such a child learned behavior yes and as adults we still we we go into adulthood still carrying these needs for attachment mm. so really we're, we're behaving like children we yeah. haven't realized that we don't need that attachment anymore we are independent we have our own true selves to to draw from and to be secure in but often many of us 
And as you said, it's a learning thing every mm. single day. We forget that we're actually okay in who we are. We don't need other people's approval to, to, to be accepted. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So to make this um, super practical for our listeners, Beck, can you think of one example of you um, falling into the trap of people pleasing? Yeah. I know I'll put you on the spot. Oh, gosh. I have so many from, you know, obviously from my lifetime. Mm. Um, I can think of one really toxic one. It's kind of a random one, but it's all right. Random, anyway. is good. random is good. It's from, yeah, random. And it's from a very long time ago, but this is one that I feel like I just didn't know how to set boundaries. Um, and so basically I was in high school and my very, very close friend of mine, um, she told me she had cancer and she said she had cancer, but she has told me, but she doesn't want me to tell anybody else. So now I'm stuck with this secret that is like shaking my world mm. of a very dear friend who potentially, I, I don't know, like, is she going to die? Is she going to get better? Like her mental health was all over the place. And mm. I'm like her only soul confidant. And it ate me up like I became anxious I became withdrawn I was just like all of my energy was going into being the support person for this for this friend and what like finally after I think it must have been a month at least if not more my mum pulled me up and was like what is going on with you wow Um, because I was just not an anxious person and but it was just eating me up and I was I'm very loyal I'm very loyal and would not go behind someone's back if they'd asked me outright to not say something I'm just like okay I'm a vault and in hindsight I'm like well that was very dumb because it was like life-threatening or blah 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 but she just was so manipulative and so I ended up telling my mum in tears that this was happening and turns out my mum works with her mum and she knows for a fact that this person did not have cancer. Wow. And it was all a lie. It was oh all gosh. a lie for attention. Wow, yeah, the I, I plot just, thickens. Oh, the twist. Wow. And I could not believe it. And so, and obviously she has a lot of mental health stuff going mm. on and it was attention-seeking behavior and all of this sort of thing. But it really learned, like taught me, I suppose, that I needed to, like at some point, my health also mattered. And I was editing myself, altering myself in order to be a person that she needed me to be. But it was at the expense of, of a lot of things in my own world. So and that you know what? was like pretty extreme. <laughs> wow. That, that I think is a perfect example of people pleasing turning into rescuing, you know, because not yes. only you don't want to necessarily, yeah. it's not so much anymore about you pleasing her, but it's about you wanting to rescue her you know, mm. and, and knowing you well enough. Um, and I see this so often, you know, it's the people with the really big, beautiful hearts that fall into this trap. You know, the ones that really, really, truly, genuinely, deeply care. Um, and, um, mm. you know, I, I've got a few people in my, my world who I see this happen all the time. I see them take on way too much, not just practically, um, you know, not just saying yes to, to doing things, to doing tasks, to helping out, but emotionally, mentally, in, in, in your, you know, in your soul, in your heart space, um, taking on way too much um, of the mm. responsibility for that person, you know, and all of a sudden, 
you know, you're, it, that, that other person who has asked you to, to help out or, or um, you know, confided in you uh, about some things, all of a sudden, you know, they're, they're probably thinking, well, great, you know, it's not my problem anymore. Yeah. This, is, this person has taken it. And you know what? It's not yeah. that other person's fault. It's your fault. <laughs> yeah. It's not their fault. Absolutely. Because we're, boundaries were not we set. We have to set those boundaries. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, and exactly. to be honest, I didn't know it was an option to set mm. that boundary. I just thought I'm her friend. I need to be a good friend. I need to be there for her any time of day. You know, like I just hadn't formed that ability to let myself off the hook. Um, and I think it did stem back to a fear of rejection. Like yes. if I tell someone, is she going to hate me forever? Yeah. If I confide and she finds out, like, you know, I'll lose a friend. And I couldn't bear that. And so I think it's in the end, you have to weigh up, like, what is the cost of these people pleasing behaviors? What is it costing you? And is it worth it? Yeah, well, that and that is an excellent question. Well, just to finish off, we don't have too much longer um, to go with this podcast, but we really, um, as we spoke about earlier, Beck, uh, really what we wanted to do was leave our listeners with some key tips on how to overcome this, you know, mm. the, the virus of people pleasing. Um, and you just touched on a, a couple of really great key tips there so did you want to continue that train of thought and just offer our listeners um you know maybe your personal one two maybe even three tips on how to overcome people pleasing what would you say to somebody who asked you how they could best overcome it well going back to that trauma response um you know trauma is what happens when we learn that we are not sorry when we i'll start that again (laughs) Trauma is what happens when we learn that we are alone in the world and we make ourselves needed to adapt. Mm. Um, that's something I read on a website. So again, not a psychologist, but yeah. and it is the separation. It's separation from body and emotions. And so I guess for people pleasers, it's about knowing how do we get separated? How do we get disconnected to self? Yes. And therapy helps that. Therapy is absolutely an amazing tip to not just help with people pleasing, but like the, the very core root level of why you are kind of wired to feel that need for affirmation, for approval of others, um, that fear of rejection. But also just at a basic level, something that we can do every single day is self-awareness. Mm. So coming back to self and knowing our gut instincts, knowing our own emotional state, knowing our desires in life and and learning to pause and come back to self and expand that observant part of yourself to have time to, to think and go, actually, let me, you know, take a moment and I'll come back to you and let you know if I can do that thing. Yes. Instead of just instantly going yes mm. to everything, but yes. pausing and going, how do I feel about committing to that thing? And will this person still love me if I say no? Most of the time, they probably will. <laughs> And so it's challenging those those lies that we've believed, like, yeah. oh, yeah, that person's going to hate me if I say no. Challenging that because most of the time I would say that, that if that person's a really good friend, they'll be okay with you saying no. And actually, they'll probably re- respect that because better you say no now than later down the track having to bail out because you can't commit to something, you, you don't have capacity and you let someone down. Yeah. So I think it's just 
having the ability to stop and pause and be more yes. self-aware with our own desires and emotions has yes. been a big one a no in my life. How about you, Dee? Oh, that, that is so key. And that, that definitely would be um, one of my, if not my, my top one, um, is just learning, learning to move slower through life. We are so fast paced, you know, we're not designed to live this quick. We are designed to, you know, to give ourselves space and to give other people space as well. And, um, you know, in my own life, I, I mentioned earlier that I, I found myself falling into the trap of people pleasing only a couple of days ago. And looking back and reflecting on that moment, I saw that I was asked to do something that I didn't have space for. And I also didn't feel, you know, uh, just a really quick note, and we're going to talk about this in the next episode, um, what to say no to, what to say yes to. So stay tuned and um, we will open up that can for you shortly, but not today. Um, so um, I, I really did not feel to say yes in that moment, but I said yes. And you know why? Mm. Because I did not give myself space in that moment. I was asked and I just mm. said yes straight away. And sometimes, yeah. you know, if you're supposed to do something, like if, if there's a real like spirit call, like I'm not saying that, you know, mm. you're not going to feel that, but it will be, you know, it, it, like it will be very rare. Most of the time, if you find yourself um, saying yes straight away, um, it is because you've fallen into the trap of people pleasing, not because, you know, mm. there's that real spirit call because you'll know the difference. Like you really know when you are supposed to say yes to something. Um, and um, and mm. this situation was not life or death. It was not my responsibility. It did not have to be my responsibility. But again, I moved too quickly in that moment. And so yeah. definitely um, creating space for yourself in your life um, I think the biggest key really is knowing who you are. Um, if you know who you are, then you're not going to fall into the trap of trying to be someone else, of trying to please someone else, of trying to rescue someone else. And that is only going to come um, by you setting time aside. Again, this comes back to space. It comes back to the power of pausing. It comes back to you creating space in your own life you know, every morning, every evening. And I, I shared, um, I think it was just the last podcast or maybe, uh, who knows, um, about my practice of pause. So um, mm. a few times through, through the day, depending on what my day looks like, I will schedule an alarm and the alarm will go off. Maybe it, it will be three, four, five times um, every day. The alarm will go off and that will be um, what I call a bell of mindfulness. And um so when the alarm goes off, I take a moment and I'll take five deep, conscious, mindful breaths. I'll connect back to myself. And also in that moment, I'll, t I'll take that moment to observe my thoughts. So I'll um, disconnect myself, my true self, from my thoughts. You know, because we're not our thoughts. We're not our mind. And so often when we're asked mm. to do things, you know, it's like, you, you touched on it. It's that narrative of if I say no, what will this person think? You know, what will the outcome be? And, you know, the mind just turns over, you know, and, and creates all these scenarios that are purely an imagination. And so just creating space, taking a moment to observe your thoughts, observe the mind's tendencies to create a narrative that is all an imagination. Um, so that would be my, my big tip. And, um, 
I, I think the last thing that I want to leave um, our listeners with is the quote uh, from Brene Brown that really shook my world when I was trying mm, to. She was um, great. Oh yeah, yeah. She's she knows what's up. Um, so when I was when I was taking time to work through this, um, you know, this root of people pleasing. I came across this quote and and it goes like this, choose discomfort over resentment. And she opens that up by saying, we need to learn to choose the discomfort of that moment of saying no over that feeling of saying yes, but resenting your yes. You know, so wherever Mm. you're at, you know, you gotta, you gotta, life is too short to, to be doing something, feeling or knowing that you shouldn't be doing it you know, feeling like you should be doing something else. We need to live life intentionally, knowing that we are in the right place at the right time, that we have given our right yes and our right no. Um, Mm. And um, Mm. and so that that quote, choosing the discomfort of the moment of saying no over saying yes and resenting your yes. Love that. Thanks, Dee. And I think, you know, it really is creating that space to find value within yourself and not externally in what we do at a crux, right? Exactly. Because we, it is that whole, we're human beings, not yeah. human doings. Yeah, exactly. And it's just so true. It's cheesy, but it's true. We've just got to come back to ourselves and find value there first oh. and foremost and Amen set to some boundaries girl. to yeah. help us on the way. Yeah, exactly. Well, Which we'll talk about in the next next episode. I think... Yeah, that's a that's a big one. So yeah. we're very excited to jump into that next yes. episode. So thank you all Sounds for joining good. us today. Thank you. We hope that helped and opened you up into, you know, thinking on some of the areas in your life that maybe these yeah. things apply. And as we always say, we haven't made it. We're still working through oh, yeah. <laughs> all of these tendencies. Um, but it's a, it's a beautiful journey. mess back here. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, thank you so much, everyone. Thank you for um, just being there, for being on the journey with us. You know, we're all in this together. Um, and that's really what Beck and I wanted to create through these podcasts is this feeling of community and the fact that we are walking this life hand in hand. Whatever you're going through, you are not alone. We are here with you. We're one big, one big family of humanity all trying to figure it out it's a beautiful mess Mm. and um you know we just got to be here for each other hey give each other grace give ourselves grace give each other grace on the journey so thank you so much thank you and please if you don't mind we would love to hear from you guys Mm. so head over to our instagram um, you can also leave us a comment on Apple Podcasts, um, give us a rating. We'd just love to hear what you guys think of these podcasts so far and what you'd like us to touch on going forward. So yes. stay tuned for more. Thank you so much. Bye.